make sure we got the right vibe and we'd be in real trouble. Oh, yeah. Once again, we're thankful, and it's always a blessing anytime you have the opportunity to present God's Word. It's a serious time, and it's a time that we must take seriously as the men of God. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We're going to read verses 1 through 3. It said, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. As we were thinking about the events of the world and the things that are going on all around us, and we can't help but think that we truly are in the last days. I made mention, I believe, at the... uh, fellowship meeting that uh, about two weeks ago that they, at that time there was 41 conflicts going on in the world. Uh, and, and But we, what we want to truly focus on is, I think, a lot of the problem that's going on in the world today. In verse 2 it says, "...in that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men." Unreasonable men. You can't help but turn the news on or pick up the newspaper and see how unreasonable the hearts of men is or are. We have a great need today to be delivered from such men. How unreasonable they are. You cannot talk about them with the th- about the things of God. Creation is off the table. Christian living, moral ethics, do's and don'ts that are declared and taught in the Word of God. People are so unreasonable in the thoughts and the intent and the purpose of their hearts. We have a great need to remind ourselves, to remind the Lord's churches. We probably ought to remind the elected officials that are trying to, quote-unquote, guide our nation. You cannot debate or reason with the men that have no faith. How can you take the word of unreasonable men about anything. We think of the prisoners that are in the prisons, and oftentimes you will see where they'll take one out and they'll take them into the courtroom and they'll set them down in the chair and tell them, this guy done it. They try to reason one with another. They have men who will stab you in the back, turn you around, and try to reason with you these things. Foolish. Foolish is is in our hearts. Also, we must be reminded 
as the children of God, those who believe in the truths of the Word of God and take the Bible at face value, that we cannot reason with the religious denominations of this world. We cannot debate with them. We cannot um, reason with them and find common ground when it comes to the truths of the Word of God. There's those today that will hold hand in hand with those who deny Christ. Those who will not allow you to pray in His name. Those who want to remove from the buildings and the monuments and the things that uh, the very foundations of our nation anything that pertains to the God of the Bible. They're unreasonable in that they will tell you many denominations in the world, and especially the Muslims. They will tell you that it hurts their feelings if you want to stand for the Bible. If you want to preach about the Lord Jesus Christ, you want to preach about salvation and the true gospel, it hurt, causes them great hurt. But then when you tell them that if we're going to be totally neutral, let us be neutral, you must not mention anything about your religion. And of course we would never do that. Compromise in that way. But they will very shortly tell you that no, our religion is right. And our beliefs are true. And we stand upon them. And we must be very careful. We live in a world of unreasonable men. Unreasonable men. In the book of Romans, chapter 15, Romans, chapter 15, and verse 31. Romans 15, and verse 31. It says, "...that I may be delivered..." from them that do not believe in Judea. And that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. He says, I want to be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. In the things of Christ. The world out there is full of unreasonable men who desire to destroy anything that pertains to Christ. And the Word of God. We need to pray to our Lord that He would deliver us from such people. Such unreasonable men. You know, we preach about the glories of the Lord's uh, the resurrection and the Lord coming back to take us to be home with Him and all the glories of heaven. But you know, one of the great, one of the, I believe, one of the greatest message, uh, blessings we can have in that day is we're going to be taken away from these things. It's going to be wonderful in heaven, but all the things that we're going to leave behind these unreasonable men and their unreasonable works and the wicked men of this world, the things that they rationalize, the things that they have reasoned together in their hearts and in their lives that stand contrary to the Word of God. You don't have to go very far and you can see great wicked, great wickedness, great wicked men in the world today. And they're unreasonable. They will not 
allow you to stand for the Word of God. Those who do not believe in Judea, in the Jewish nation, in the children of God, and those things that pertain to the Word of God, they don't believe they won't have any part of this. And I told someone the other day that I believe in all my heart that the reason all the other Arab nations hasn't go ahead and start marching against Israel is because of the restraining, restraining hand of Almighty God. He has not allowed that thought to go into their hearts. And He has drawn them back. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. The Word of God tells us, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. He says, What agreement hath the temple of God, or what agreement do we, as Sovereign Grace Missionary Baptist Church, what agreement can we have with these unreasonable men? We cannot do it. We shouldn't even attempt to do it. The Word of God tells us that we are to stand fast upon the truths of the Word of God. What agreement can we have with those who are ungodly? Can we embrace them? Can we join in with them in the things and the events and the, and the, uh, this world? I've had men who knew better or should have known better that would invite me to go to a bar with them. Back years ago, they tried to compromise. They tried to reason with you. They said, well, we just go there because it's the only place that's open that early and we can get a breakfast. We cannot reason with such people. We must stand fast. They are following the direction of Satan, whether we like to admit it or not. Because sometimes I'm afraid that we have a tendency to feel that we might hurt their feelings. But you cannot reason with them concerning the things of God. I had some men here a while back, just a few shorter years ago, that they wanted me to go bass fishing with them on Wednesday night. They had a bass club, Southern Ohio Bass Club, and they always fished every Wednesday night. You can't reason with them. You're a fanatic. You're overzealous. You're crazy. Or whatever the world wants to paint the picture. We cannot be unequally yoked together with unbelievers here in this world. Oftentimes we preach that with marriage and that is right and that is true. 
But we cannot have fellowship in all points or places in our life with such people. We must stand fast against them and let them know. We have the light and they walk in darkness. And sometimes I have a tendency to think that maybe they think they want to keep us close because they think a little bit of that light will rub off because they are fear. If they've heard any time the Word of God concerning hell and death and the punishment of hell, then they, they will know these things. They have a religion's ideas, but they don't know Christ. Just like so many times you hear people that say, well, my mother went to such and such church and I was there, went there when I was a young boy, and then you read in the obituaries 50 years later, oh, the Baptist faith. It doesn't say that they went to be with the Lord. You pick up that newspaper and you read it, and you read in there, such and such died. You know, it, it, it ought to cause a chill to go up her spine. It ought to cause us to understand what wickedness is going on in this world that people are to the point now that they have no thought of eternity. They're unreasonable. You have the humanist. You get all of this life that you can get. They'll tell you today that it's a victimless sin. A victimless crime. But then they don't show you the the wives and the children with broken hearts and the mothers and the fathers and those are overtaken. You talk to an alcoholic or someone who's consumed with prescription drugs or any other kind of narcotics and they will try and reason with you. I need just one more pill. I need one more drink. They'll go to the doctor and they'll sit in their little chair and they'll whine and they'll cry and say, just refill my prescription and I'll be alright. I know what's wrong. And you can go on and on. They're unreasonable. The only thing they compromise on is whatever it takes to get that next fix, whatever it is. And they will reason within their own hearts that I've heard of people who would steal from their mothers and their fathers the very prescriptions they need to survive. You see in the news where elderly people in their 80s and 90 years old and they'll knock them in the head for a couple of dollars. They're unreasonable and wicked. And they show them on the news and there's no remorse. They don't care because they have reasoned, and this is where they're the most dangerous, they have reasoned within their own hearts that the things that they're doing are alright. No, they've gotten to the point that there's no sin in their life. They have reasoned this out. Deuteronomy chapter 31 Deuteronomy chapter 31 
and verse 6. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He said, just be strong and have courage. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. For the Lord is with you. We have no need to compromise with these unreasonable people. Our Lord is there for us as God's children. We have the testimony and the promise of Almighty God that says He will not fail us. So we need not compromise upon such things as this world desires. They're unreasonable in their hearts, in their words, and in their deeds. They are unreasonable in all things. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 25. He says, I applied mine heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reason of things and to know the wickedness of folly even of foolishness and madness. We must first apply our heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom. We cannot understand why these people are so unreasonable if we do not hold their actions up unto the light of the Word of God. The Word of God teaches us the reason of these things. Why do these things happen? Because of the wickedness and the folly and even the foolishness and don't forget madness of this world around about us. People have absolutely, as we used to say, lost their minds in this world that we live in today. You know, we always laugh and scoff, say, you know, it's worse today than what it was back when I was... It's a lot worse. I can look around and see things that's going on today that could not so much as been imagined when I was a young boy. The wickedness. The homosexuals are now marching upon our nation's capital, law by law, rule by rule, and attempting to destroy the very foundations of the Word of God concerning marriage. Every day there's another state where the truth is overruled by one man. I always tell everyone, I don't never will understand how you can have one man sitting somewhere in a chair that overrules the vote of the people. If they put it on the ballot and they say, do you want this or do you not? And we say no. Then they say, we're going to overrule you. And one man should not have that power. Amen. They're unreasonable. You can go and look for a judge and you can find a judge that will just about believe on anything. And all you have to do is just keep knocking them down until you find the one that makes you happy. 
They're unreasonable. They're unreasonable. You tell them the Word of God tells them it's an abomination. They say, well, that's not unreasonable for them to request these things. They ought to have the same benefits and the same things going on in their lives as you do today. Maybe what we need to do is we need to get us two islands and you put all the women in one island and all the men in one island. Go back and check on them in a hundred years and see how they're doing. I believe you have two empty islands. They're unreasonable. They go against the very foundations of the Word of God concerning marriage and children and the things that's going on. There's great wickedness in this world. Solomon, who was considered to be, was deemed and taught in the Word of God to be the wisest of all men apart from Christ. And these things going on in his life. How terrible it is to see this thing. He said, Solomon says, I have applied my heart to know and to search out wisdom, the reason of things, and to know wickedness and folly, even the foolishness and madness. And we need to start telling the young people, we need to start telling our friends and our neighbors and those around us that there's wickedness and there's madness in this world and you need to stay away from it. You need to be on guard against it. They're unreasonable. And they will not allow us just simply, one day it's coming very soon, to exist. To exist. We need to search out everything by the light of the Word of God. When someone will ask us to consider anything, our first line of defense is the Word of God. Oh, just let them go ahead and do whatever they want to do. It's not going to affect me today. It will affect you tomorrow or your children, or your grandchildren, or your great-grandchildren. When they take over, so to speak, in the fleshly sense, these things that are going on in the world today. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 17. It says, And I gave my heart to know wisdom, and to know madness, and folly, I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit. He says, I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. You know, I believe it's very important as the children of God to where when we see the things that's going on in the world today that we acknowledge within our own hearts, that this is wickedness. This is sin. And the things that they are asking for us to do are unreasonable in accordance with the Word of God. We must determine in our heart that when we see sin, and I think that's one of the problems that we're having today, is because we have not stood up and said, these things are an abomination in the eyes of Almighty God. These things should not be done. They should not be happening. And we are guilty of not standing for the truths of the Word of God as we should. I had someone who was living 
with his quote-unquote girlfriend, a man in his middle ages. And he was probably in his 50s. And one day I finally just told him, I said, listen, if you consider, cared half as much for this woman as you claim to do, then you'd marry her and quit asking her to do the wicked things that you ask her to do. And he thought I was unreasonable. He says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. More or less. Well, it's broke. It breaks God's law. And we must must always see these things. He tells us again in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2 and verse 12, it said, I turn myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man that man do that cometh after the king, even that which hath been already done? Now he said, I turned myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. Now what we need to do is we not... You know, we all times say, keep our eye on the mark and keep looking. Or occasionally we need to look and say, now that's wrong. Either we look over here and we need to understand what the Word of God says. Now that's the right thing to do. We need to start guiding people and directing them and teaching them in the things that they are to do. And to show them these things. We need to look and see. Now that's right. And that's wrong. We have a tendency to, when we see these things going on around us, maybe mumble a little bit, get on our soapbox and grumble. We may go home and we may close our doors and close the windows and talk amongst ourselves. We may even come to the church houses and we may hear the preacher preach against these things. And it's all well and good. But we need to start looking around us at the things that are right. And we need to tell people that these things are right. Then we need to turn and we need to look in the other direction against the wickedness of this world and we need to recognize that the things that they're doing is sin. You think about the things that you've been indoctrinated by Hollywood and by the news and by Congress to accept in recent years. You think about 50 years ago when I was a young man, it was almost a disgrace to see a woman's ankle. And then you see things on the TV that you just couldn't imagine. You couldn't imagine. And we need to let people know that That's terrible. They have no respect for themselves and for those that they love. There was a man that I used to work with. And I've never even seen the girl that I know of, but the guys at work was telling me that he had a daughter. I guess, according to what they said, she was very, very pretty. By, By any of the world standards. And said her mother put about a third of the clothes on her that she needed to have on. Like I said, I've never seen the girl. And what would possess a mother to do their child that way? 
And then they wonder why they get into trouble and the problems that they have. This passage of Scripture that we just read in Ecclesiastes speaks of a Christian responsibility. Now, we often in this life have choices that we can make as the children of God. We can discern between right and wrong. As all of us that are here tonight that are born again believers in the Word of God, we've been taught enough that we understand the difference between right and wrong and the core values of the Word of God. People choose right or wrong when they pick up that first cigarette and they start smoking. They take a choice when they use that, take that first drink. Good and evil. You know, today we seem to think that uh, there's no more such thing as good and evil. It's sort of uh, negotiate. It's sort of compromise. they got different Bibles today that leaves a lot of this stuff out. Now, I shouldn't have called them Bibles. That's my mistake. Books. People choose to smoke. They choose to drink. They choose to use drugs. Any kind of drugs. Prescription drugs or whatever. You've got to take that first pill. Or snort. Or whatever they do. There was a joke going around years ago where they snorted coke and almost drowned. They'd be better off with Coca-Cola than the things that they're doing. People choose to bully and abuse and ridicule people in this world. They choose to gossip, to tell lies on their friends and on their neighbors and their acquaintances and their fellow workers. People choose to steal. They're not forced to steal. They choose to murder. We see it all over the Middle East and all over the world today where people are choosing to hold up men, women, and children in front of them to take the bullets so they won't die. They choose to do these things. They choose to hate. They choose to commit adultery. You know, we're not a pack of animals. We're human beings. God has granted us knowledge wisdom, and understanding. Especially the children of God. They choose to curse and take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, that's just a nasty heaven. No, they said it the first time. They chose to do these things. We live amongst a world of unreasonable people. They will tell you that they are victims of their upbringing or their childhood. How foolish it is. You know, people choose not to go to church. Every Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, fellowship meetings, on and on. People make conscious choices not to be obedient to the teachings of the Word of God. They choose not to go to church. 
we're not too busy that oftentimes we choose not to pray as the children of God. We choose not to read every day the Bible. If it but one passage, one scripture, we choose to sleep in on Sundays, on Sunday mornings. Drive up and down the road on your way home from church Sunday afternoon, this coming Lord's Day. People choose to cut their grass. Our nation is in the fix that it's in because untold millions of parents chose not to take their children to church in our great nation. When you talk to them about such things, they desire to reason with you. When you tell them that the Bible tells you not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, they say you're being unreasonable and too religious and a fanatic. Every man has chosen to sin. We all have. But our Lord has saved our souls. I'm afraid there's many of us that have had dark days when we rebelled even our own selves against the things of God in one point of our life. In Jeremiah chapter 7, Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 3 and 4. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not in lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, are these. He said, Amend your ways and your doings. In other words, get your act together. Think about the things that you're doing. The choices you're making. The decisions you're making. Trust not in the lying words those who are unreasonable in the things that they do. If these unreasonable, wicked men had their wishes granted or the desires of their hearts, there would be padlocks in every Sovereign Grace Missionary Baptist church door. We would have a new apostle, uh, Saul Tarsus, that would be going around our great nation gathering up the children of God to throw them to the lions or to burn them at the stake or put them into the prisons if they had the desires of their hearts. They could reason. The Baptists is a reason we're having all this problem. I guarantee you, you get them in their little closed meetings, they'll tell you that. 
Them Baptists are unreasonable because they will not fellowship. They won't go to our pastoral association and on and on. We have a community service. There's no Baptist there. And on and on, the things that we see going on in this world. There are unreasonable and wicked men in this world. Many times we forget to acknowledge those people. We need to steer clear of them. We need to stay away from those who have chosen the path that they intend to walk in this world. Those who want to drink, to do drugs, to gossip, to cheat, to lie, commit adultery, to take the Lord's name in vain. They choose to ignore the Lord's church, the Word of God. The only time they want any prayers that they think they're lying. Miserable little lives are at stake. And then they'll rush to your door. Sometimes. But I believe it's growing worse and worse where they don't even do that. There's many more of them today that shake their finger to heaven and curse God in the depths of their wickedness and unholy things that they do. How often have we seen men who have chosen those things which lead unto death? You know, they got things going on today. They, they call it, uh, what, euthanasia? Where your older people, they're, 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 saying, they're reasoning together. Now, if they want to go ahead and kill themselves, that's their business. Let them go ahead and we're going to help them. And if we say life is precious, a baby is a... a, a there's a baby in that womb and not just a fetus. They say, you're unreasonable. How foolish it is. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews, chapter 11, and verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. The time is fast approaching when the unreasonable and the wicked men of this world will be so great and so grievous that we as God's children must choose. We have choices that we need to make. great wickedness around all about us. I would rather suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. It's approaching, brethren. Every one of us must be willing to stand our ground and to stand for the truths of the Word of God. The world is unreasonable. There is grave wickedness. And the only hope is the light of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are here for the very reason to preach the warning unto the lost.
Brother Bob, Brother Hobbs. 